Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire, and we are so excited to tell you about our very first sponsor, StartPlaying.Games. First of all, I want to say if you want to sponsor any of our shows, please reach out to us at therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. Once again, that's therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. So now on to the sponsor. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about startplaying.games. It's a website to help you find other people to play games with. But the really cool thing about it is that there are a ton of professional DMs up there and they are super excited to make sure you get an awesome experience every week. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check out StartPlaying.Games. And on top of that, I'm running a Monster of the Week game set in the Strangers in the Pines universe. So if you ever wanted to bump elbows with Lucas or go get juice at Duck Duck Juice, now is your chance. Once again, that is startplaying.games. I hope to see you there. Now on with the show. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. I don't understand. Everything's different. Why is everything different? Uh, 
I think we just hit our heads in that explosion, probably. This, so this you're is... saying you're saying that we hit our heads and and that we were experiencing reality incorrectly before, and this is what reality actually looks like. I don't think uh, that makes sense. Possible. That doesn't or may, make maybe sense, we're... Lucas. That's that sounds like something Dottie would say. Oh, oh shh. You do not see your mother's car in the driveway. Oh my gosh, uh, Danny. Maybe I don't. Uh, well, my house is different too. Uh, I'm going to look in the mailbox uh, to see what the names are on the mail. You open up the mailbox and you see the name Midas Santiago on a few bills and whatnot. Huh. Um, and as you're doing that, you suddenly hear, Hey! What do you think you're doing? Who are you? Luke! I'm Luke! Man! Diego's son, Luke. My brother doesn't have a son. And what? Jasmine, his wife, died many, many years ago. I'm going to cut to the chase here and say that you two are probably very disoriented. Are you not? Uh, yeah. So, this is going to sound super weird, but... Try me. I think we're from a parallel dimension. I, it, that is a fair assumption. Come with me. I'm Isaac the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. How long have you been here? Like, thir- I don't know, a couple of hours? I should check my senses, see if anything has Why? gone off. No, I just... It is... <sighs> Do you all know what a... You know when you take a, a image and you photocopy it over and over and over again? And it slowly gets worse and worse and worse? Yeah? Dimensions are a lot like that. Where... You, depending on how many photocopies you are, you are away, let's say you are the original picture, however many photocopies you are away now, affects how good you shall be, in a sense. Um, There is something called dimensional degradation, 
And that's where, where things that are more, things that don't belong always or are too many copies away uh, have trouble existing in this new environment. And so they're, whether it's the, the laws of physics are slightly different or, or whatever it may be, um, you can start to have problems. Uh, things like skipping through time or locations. He, he says, uh, he says, and he kind of motions for you guys to follow. Uh, do you guys go after him? Uh, y- yeah, okay. Uh, Danny, yeah, come on. Let's. Danny follows Lucas. Okay, so, and you guys follow him, and he come, turns around and starts walking towards the end of this hallway, um, and you watch as he presses against the wall, and then makes this sort of geometric shape with his hand, and the wall starts to to vibrate, is the best way. It almost looks like a liquid, like water. And as as it, this happens, you watch as your uncle walks through, except for an arm, and the arm just motions for you to follow him. Yeah, I think Lucas like looks at the wall and's like, it's kind of familiar. We walked through a wall before, might as well, and walks through the wall. All right. I think Danny follows, but he definitely. Uh... He kind of puts his finger in like it's like a, a giant bowl of pudding or something. It's very familiar. That, do- that doesn't make it any more pleasant. Is exactly like how you remember going through the wa- rock wall was. Still not necessarily the most pleasant of experience. Um, and so, Lucas, you strive after your once dead great uncle. And Danny sort of tentatively move through this piece of wood. And as the last sort of lost bit of Danny enters into this door, it goes solid. And we're greeted by the sound of the silence now filling this empty house. We come back in and see the this empty corridor of of this beautiful, beautiful house. Um and slowly we go we come through it and are greeted. Like Danny and Lucas, you are greeted by the sight of this massive massive laboratory i mean it's huge it's like the size of a plane hangar or an air force hangar it's huge it's massive um and as you kind of step out your grandfather's kind of standing to the side and you guys move and you watch as he puts his hand on the sort of vibrating wall makes another geographic sign or a geometric sign with his, his hand and the wall solidifies and he looks back to you and goes uh uh, I'm going to need to, to run some tests. I, I there's a lot of things that I need to, uh, well, that need to be discerned before I can figure out uh, what I'm going to do with you or what you're going to do. Is a better word uh, for it. Okay, so don't freak out. But um, oh, what the hell is it called? I was infected by. I think you called it flesh that hates. Uh, he looks rather confused. I don't know what that is, but I. Oh, okay. So maybe you didn't find it. Um, okay. This is going to be a little weird. So just bear with me. I'm still Lucas. Uh, Danny, step back a little, please. Uh, 
Um, so Danny for my does. first first trick, I I like grab like my finger, like my hand, and I pinch it, and then I pull Biggs out. Your hand comes off, and it hits the ground, and you're just like, okay, and then it slowly starts and and shift, and it's not one of those things where it's like a like a bubbling puddle or a jello thing. Like you hear the like cracking of bone and like shifting and and. You always forget that how like visceral and terrible this side of, Ooh, of, uh, of shifting matter is. Maybe just um, look but, away for the moment. Uh, um, but then rather quickly, uh, Biggs uh, is is now there, and um, you look down in your hands. Very, it very quick. I mean, within like seconds, it's performed and is fine and operational again. Um, uh, it's not so exactly weird. a long a long thing. It's just very unsettling to hear. Um, Biggs looks up and goes. He looks up at you, and and in your mind, you're. So, um, see, now, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, well, so this is my grandfather. He's the one who found whatever infected us and turned us into these weird meat monsters. And I'm trying to explain to him <laughs> that, like, I, I don't want him to freak out when he, like, tests our blood or some shit and then try to burn us or something. Uh, so you look at your uncle and you're, you know, used to the very initial reaction of, Screaming terror! Oh my God, monster! Uh, he isn't doing that. He's just looking at you, very interested. And he actually like holds up a finger, and like moves away and goes to like a a a metal a metal table and goes and scourge around and pulls out some drawers and comes back and he has a clipboard and a, a piece of paper and he just sort of sits and goes. <clears throat> I'm like, One okay, moment. you have you seen that movie? This is probably not the best example, but. The, the John Carpenter's The Thing. Does, does that exist in this world? Um, and, and he, he kind of like is looking at you and he kind of like writes thing and it's like dot, dot, dot and goes. Question mark. Um, and, and just goes. Okay, so first off, here. And I show. pull one of my fingers off and I like mm -hmm. put it on, on like a little glass slide thing because I'm sure he has like little uh, beak. Yeah, he beakers. like takes it. He. Do you do you give the finger to him? Yeah, like I'm like, okay, look at this. It sh you're smart, so you should understand when I give you the finger, what it. Uh, and he's like, oh, he, he goes to reach out for it, and then like raises a finger, and you watch as he pulls out these this sort of blue, almost like uh, almost looks like a breath breath mints thing, and he sort of taps it to each of his hands. Do you see this sort of blue synthetic mesh? Uh, very, very light blue. Uh, almost sort of like what he, what attached onto his shoulder made that harness earlier sort of form up around his hands like like uh, like gloves. And he goes and he takes it and he goes, Okay, I... hold on, that's dope as hell. I'm gonna need, like, all of that? Like, any... You're James Bond guy, right? You're like making all this cool James Bond crap. I want some of that, please. Uh, okay, so yeah, look at the the finger, and then also I can turn into other people. I guess I don't really need to show you. I could just tell you that, but I just didn't want you to freak out and then like decide that we're monsters or some <laughs> some shit. No, no, no. Things I I don't know what I am like where you're from, but things here are a little bit. I'm a little bit different one might say um but here if, and he kind of like tosses your finger back to you transform show me uh okay did i already grow a new finger uh i would say no just because you're kind of like 
you you gave it to him. Um, it, did you want to grow a new finger? I don't know. I'll just either put it back on or turn it into something else. I'll put it back on. That's fine. Um, uh, so you kind of take it. It kind of <clears throat> suction cups back together. Um. Okay. Have you seen? Let's see. Uh, the thing. This... No. 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 I. I. I got it. I got the thing. Just show me. No. 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 Okay, this guy. Have you seen this guy? And I turn into Chad Woodmore. He's like, I, uh, hey, uh, hey, Midas Santiago, you look dumb. What's up? Sorry, that was my best Chad impersonation. He's kind of a jerk. I have not seen this boy, um, but I will keep him in mind. Yeah, so he, of- he's another one of our our friends. Actually, there's another you kind one. Of notice- some scr- some what? Some scritching, and you look, and he's actually like not. He's looking at you, but he's drawing this perfect, like, penciled in like sketch of of Chad's face. Okay, uh, that's- but it's it's. He's not even looking at the paper. He's just like staring at you, and he goes, "All right, uh, another." That's dope. Okay, uh, and then I don't. I don't think I can turn into her. But our other friend and I turn back into like my normal form. Uh, is mm. her name is Dottie Luskoff. She's a little bit. Uh, and he just he like immediately like wait like puts a finger up. Uh, Dottie yeah. Dottie Luskoff. Uh huh. Are you sure you don't mean Dottie Coughlin? Do you? Uh, I don't know. Is she kind is of she, annoying? Does she look like this? And and she you, he takes the stick and he takes the pen and, and he kind of holds up his face. And it definitely looks like Dottie. Um, it definitely looks like Dottie. The it's weird though. Uh, it has like uh, very. You can tell she has like shading and things that that you can figure out. You you're not you're a smart guy that are like mascara and stuff. And it's a little weird because I don't think Dottie is necessarily a makeup girl, as one would call it. Yeah, actually, that looks like her if she was, like, cuter and tried to take care of herself or something. Yeah, okay. Um, yes, I, I know her. Um, anything else? What, 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 anything else can you do? Or she, just... Oh, that I can do? Oh, I can do all kind of crazy shit, bro. Also, this what? dude over here, he's pretty jacked, too. Different jacked really? than me, though. That's... And I p- point to Danny. <laughs> I think I think Danny hasn't been paying attention. Uh, <laughs> he's actually just been looking, kind of just looking around at, and and you know maybe has even walked off like not to the point where it's big. Uh, I mean, yeah, not to the point where Midas would be like, oh, where are you going? But just kind of like walked off, like looking at things, you know. Yeah, it's big. Uh, one thing, Danny, that you notice is you don't hear anyone else like you don't see any other people see any other people in here whatsoever you don't see any signs of other people it is just a massive laboratory but nobody's in it but you guys so so danny may may have kind of walked away just a little bit to the point where like once lucas brings attention to to danny maybe midas like realizes like oh you know this person's kind of getting into or about to get into, you know, something or like get into <laughs> like don't touch shouldn't. that death ray, son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes something uh, like that. <laughs> Danny? Uh uh Do you mind if I ask you some questions as well? And Danny's attention snaps to him and he and he kinda, you know, 
it, it, Danny's overwhelmed, but he's not, you know, he's not completely overwhelmed. So, okay. You know, he, his eyes are, are sh- kind of shifting back and forth, but he says, uh, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, questions. Can I ask you some questions afterwards? Actually, if you would like, you can ask your questions first. You guys are... I'm sure you have a lot you want answered. I do, but... I'm actually more curious about what your questions are, and I feel like my questions are going to be based on your questions. I don't know if there's a question limit or not, so... If if, if you there, could... There isn't. Ask whatever you want, and I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. It's okay, Danny. Don't worry. Okay, thank uh, you. So, uh, anything... Anything you can do? Yeah, what a your your uh, my Lucas here can obviously turn into people, make animals. Is there anything like that you can do that? Yes, uh, and Lucas a, Lucas is also really good at skateboarding, and he can do really cool tricks. And he invented a trick where he turned his cat into a skateboard, or or vice versa. I'm I'm not really sure. I can't really remember. Non-organic objects. Interesting. Interesting. Um. But uh, let's just say uh, things that you can do that people can't do anything like that. Well, my my friend, I have a friend who uh, he's a park ranger, and I probably shouldn't tell you this, but it's it's okay because he probably doesn't exist in this world. But he um, he's he's not actually a person. He's he's a he's like a deer a deer creature. Um, I don't know the name of it, but um, ah, he writes "dear creature." Oh, oh, all right, I can I can work with this. If uh, if you think of anything more descriptive, is it you know big deer, small deer, you know that that sort of thing? We can talk about it later. But uh, anything else? Anything well, I, about you, Danny? Well, yes, that's what I was I was trying to say that, and um, and and then you interrupted, um, so oh, I wasn't oh, able. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, it, I, apology accepted. Um, he says he says that I can I can talk to people in their minds, and I'm getting better at it. And I think I did it with Lucas earlier. Um, I can try it with you right now. Um, okay, get ready. And uh, he tries to like say something into the guy's mind. I don't know if he can just do it or not, but uh, so up to you you. you- you do that, and you feel that that sort of heat that you view this been growing. It's not anything uncomfortable. I would say heat heat makes it can make it feel comfortable, but it doesn't feel good. It feels more like energy. You got like a a little sun inside you that you can slowly distribute heat heat out to, and you you f- you move this sort of heat. Um, you can feel it. It's almost like uh, if someone like puts a finger really close to your your skin, you can kind of you you don't know why, but you can almost kind of feel where that little bit of pressure even though it's not touching you and and you kind of have that sensation and suddenly you feel this sort of coolness envelop and sort of mix and you hear in your mind hello uh can you can you hear me is everything okay i think danny uh danny tries to speak out loud but just there's just something about the situation that makes him like feel comfortable enough to where he responds just with his mind and he says um yes yes i can hear you can you hear me i think i'm talking with my mind right now yes you are and and uh lucas they're kind of like silently staring at each other 
<laughs> it's very interesting to watch. S interesting. I haven't felt it's. I haven't felt anyone with your sort of telepathic abilities. It's unique. If that's a compliment, if that's a compliment, I know that I'm supposed to say thank you. So thank you. And it seems like you have telepathic abilities as well. And that's 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 neat. It is certainly come in, come in handy. Um, do you mind if I borrow a little bit of this? And you feel sort of like this cool energy almost kind of partition off a little bit of the, your heat. It doesn't feel bad. It's not like you like a connection rips. It's almost like you feel like you're sort yeah, would of... Danny, would Danny care? Would Danny care about that? Uh, I'm leaving that up to you. It's not painful in any way. It sort of feels like... I mean, you know, it's, it's almost like... My, my reaction is like if something if it feels like something is being taken away from Danny that might kind of freak him out you know like like no it's no that's a no it's a very good it's a it's a little it's a little weird it's a little disorienting it's like is it a it little like relieving almost, not 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 necessarily it's kind of like it's almost like you f you can feel it, but it's a little bit a little bit more numb. You can't with this like you're actively controlling this sort of. I would almost say like it looks like a cloud in your your this field of heat, and you still feel it. You can still sense it, but it's this heat that you have produced and are maintaining, sort of wrapped in this cool barrier, as it's slowly drawn into. Uh, into Midas. Does it feel more like sharing it? Yes, it does okay. feel like sharing okay. it. And I think Danny would be okay with that. So, yeah, hence my questions. Cool. You sort of see him move it and goes, oh, interesting, and, and sort of pulls it. And he kind of moves it into into his hand and starts to put pressure on it. And you, it's weird. You can feel the pressure. It's not anything bad. It's sort of like someone squeezing. It's almost like someone squeezing your arm. Um, but you watch as his hand... Uh, slowly, like you've seen a few times before, but uh, but with a much more minute effect, starts to have these sort of glimmering little red lines sort of appear on it, and you see a small burst of flame sort of appear on his hand. He's sort of moving it around. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, you sort of feel the power tightening more and more but it's not him he's not squeezing down it's like almost like you're having a muscle cramp it's a it's a little bit it's involuntary a little bit painful yes it's involuntary okay and you watch as he goes ah 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 and uh his hand starts to glow more and the skin starts to split and and hiss a little bit as these lines become brighter but he goes ah 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 ah, ah and do Danny's eyes do Danny's eyes glow a little bit more like molten color? Yes, they just start to, to glow a little bit more molten color, which you can see. Um, but you watch as he takes this sort of uh, um, you watch as he takes his hand and puts it down on his arm, sort of where the elbow is, and you see um, him put his hand there and then pull it away and take his finger and draw this little geometric shape in there, and suddenly the energy. Uh, goes back into your cloud, and the and the cloud is sort of pushed back into your body. It doesn't feel bad. It's just very strange. It's something that you haven't really sensed 
since before, and he's he's breathing a little bit heavy, and you, you see these kind of little ribbons of minor minor like first degree burns um, going up and down his arm a little bit, kind of spider webbing. I think that would freak Danny out a little bit uh, because Danny didn't want to hurt hurt anyone. Um, so yeah, Danny would get like freaked out a little bit, and uh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, and he takes and he he basically. Um, he double taps on the palm where this sort of glowing blue glove was, and it moves up to a, probably about a shoulder. And you watch as the um, the burn marks start to to heal very quickly on his arm. And within about probably about five seconds, it's fully healed. And he double taps it again, and it moves back down to sort of the glove shape. <clears throat> it's okay. Accidents happen. Experimentation is fraught with danger, but we heal, we pick up, and we go again. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me borrow that. Wait, so you're like blue stuff heals too? I can do many things. Can we get a couple of those? That's pretty <laughs> dope. It's not something I can give and, and take as much. It's not... Well... Uh. It's different. It's... Like you and, and Danny, it's in there. I just need certain things to make it happen and do what I want. If I gave one of these to you... I mean, who knows what would happen? Actually, do you think hmm. it would help me control my powers better? I don't necessarily know about you, but uh, he takes one of these blue, what looked to be like kind of like the minstrep sort of things, this little device, and he hands it, he offers it out to Danny. Do you wanna? Do, would you like to try this? Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to, and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. I think Danny's instinct is to look to, to Lucas and to get, you know, uh, permission or confirmation from Lucas that, you know, uh, he thinks that, that this is a good idea. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, Fire Danny is kind of not the nicest. Maybe if we can figure out how to get him, you know, some manners or something, that'd be tight. So do you take it? Yeah. All right, you take it, and he goes, uh, tap it on your wrist. Okay, he does. <laughs> uh, as you do, sort of similar, the, the similar sort of synthetic material moves out and sort of goes up in the same pattern, like a glove, or almost up to you, to up to the elbow, um, and it's it's there, um, and but it's red, and you're there. It's there, glowing on your hand, and you move, and it moves with you, and it it, it almost feels just like. 
this little cushion of hot air, like almost like uh, like hand towel dryer air, just kind of around your your hand. Yeah, I think um, you know when you know when Danny touched it and it started moving up his hand, it, like it would have kind of he would have had a moment of freaking out, but definitely you know once it stopped and he realized that it stopped and he realized that he was in control of it. Uh, he would be very interested in it and he would be moving it around. He would be, you know, um, I think he'd, he'd be open to allowing some of his own like latent uh, uh, powers try to flow through it. Maybe interesting. Uh, and you, okay. Okay. You start to do that and you feel your power. You, you've, you're now where sort of aware of this heat and you, you move and you channel it into this glove and you watch as it sort of shifts, and you, for a moment you don't know exactly what to do with it, but it's almost like there's an outline, like like a, a sort of a container around your 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 energy that it's not so freeform. It has a, a design to go into, and it slowly fills up that design, and you watch as the design sort of shifts a little bit, and uh, so you see this glove slowly turn into this large uh, large taloned hand um it's not and, and it's weird because the tips of the fingers are almost like blue and hiss just a little bit almost like bunsen burner flames um as it sort of gives off this heat it doesn't hurt but you can feel it you sort of you can just feel your energy in it filling up this design that is around your hand this field and with that we're going to cut back to dotty so dotty You've been relaxing in the library for a little bit. Uh, Danny has not come. <laughs> okay, you know what? I've got an idea. It's a stupid idea, and it's the type of idea that I can bend my brain around less than what's currently happening to me. And I look... So, with that key and the teleport... There's, That's there's no key. Hand. Yeah, it's in right. Hand. It's just in my hand. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go outside or try to. Okay. So, you, you take your hand, and and you're not. You are also very not used to working this sort of thing, and you've only recently become accustomed to this. Oh, I'm and, in no way accustomed to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you sort of reach out and you touch it, and you just think, I want to go outside. And you see this sort of key, this wooden key come out of your your hand. And it sort of drops down into your regular hand. It is just connected to your palm with these two very, like, gr uh, grass-like sprigs that are basically like string. Um, and it sort of moves. It has sort of a mild little attraction, minor attraction, towards the wooden table that you're sitting at. Oh, well, I just wanted to randomly plug it into a tree and try and go to wherever the hell Danny is, but okay, I'll do this. And so I, you know, point it towards the desk. And oh. you you plug it into the desk, and you feel that familiar sensation of the world slips away. It feels like you're doing a backflip in a swimming pool. And then suddenly you step upward, and you spin around, and you are now, uh, you're standing in this strange field that you've never been to before. 
and you see this sort of lone sycamore lone sycamore tree sort of growing on this massive area and then you look and it's not it's not just not anywhere you've ever been before it's massive grassy plains there's a few in the way in, in the distance miles and miles away you can see a mountain range slowly rising up um but and then a few sparse trees but you are in a grassy plain that you have never been to before you have no idea where you are i look at the sycamore tree and i say danny is that you no response uh, in, uh, at least verbally but as you do this um, you watch as the tree it has this long branch uh, sort of sticking out of something someone's trying, like, it slowly creaks down and points at the ground in front of you and then you watch as roots start to dig down slowly and open up this sort of wooden passage going into the earth Last time I went into the earth, I ended up fighting an army of locusts or cockroaches or such. I hope that this isn't a repeat and doesn't become a trend in my life. And then I just stalk forward. You start going and you're into, you're, you're I going presume, the passage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you want to walk somewhere else. No, uh, where else? <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, and so you start to walk down the passage and you're going down and down. And you all, while this is happening, Danny, you're starting to get the 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 hang of this. Uh, when sirens start to go off, and you see these large, ropey, green tendrils uh, sort of rip into the side of this this metal hanger and sort of spread out and make this doorway. Uh, and for a second, you were like terrified about what is this, and you realize it's a tree. And uh, Dottie, you see a light kind of coming down from the end, and you move a little bit faster, and stepping out from this newly made wooden doorway as alarms are blaring and whatnot is Dottie. So I'm now in this hangar with a bunch of sirens going off. Lucas definitely has his claws out, like, not sure what the hell's going on. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good question. Guys, you hear these sirens. Uh, What do you do? Oh, shit. What the hell? Are we under attack again? Claws out. Biggs! Uh, you watch as Biggs suddenly turns into this massive, like, saber-toothed, tiger-style-looking cat. Um, except it has, like, bone spines coming, like, growing out of the, its back, and it, the talons are a lot longer. And it's weird, because you see these, like, uh, these, also these bone spines continue down on its tail. And so it almost, it has this sort of spiny tail that's now, like, whipping around. And, I mean, it's about the size of... Uh, a minivan. He's about the size of a minivan now. Holy shit! Holy shit, Biggs! I'll st- I'll just stand behind you. Uh, Danny, <laughs> what are you doing? You're you're having fun playing with your fire talent glove. Uh, I'm envisioning uh, uh, Danny. Kind of, he has his his uh, hand, you know, his palm palm upwards as he's kind of you know moving his fingers as this like you know scene scene unfolds in front of him and he just kind of slowly looks up uh uh from that and uh i think it's all just a little bit too weird uh and i think he goes into his quiet place at that point with the alarms you know with with the alarms yep no that makes sense yeah 
and you go you go into your quiet place and Dottie, yeah, you're looking on a very surprised you now realize you're looking around this is a massive like it's it's an air it basically looks like a a, a plane hangar. It's huge uh, this huge underground lab and you're looking on a very surprised looking older older Hispanic male. Lucas and uh, Lucas and Danny, and then a massive monstrous cat creature that f- you realize very quickly is Biggs. Oh, how um, would I know that? <laughs> it has the same coloration as Biggs. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I'm not sure I would immediately make that connection, but I kind. You would. Okay. Well, that's up to that's up to you. You see a giant cat creature standing next uh, to Lucas. Is it looking yep. at me? Uh, yeah, we're yeah. all looking at you. Yeah, you're all they're all looking at you. And you see Midas is sort of like his hand went to his side and he goes Hello, hello and welcome to uh as I'm assuming you're Dottie Luskoff. Yeah, uh, come in at a bad time. Are you freaking kidding me, Dottie? Are you freaking kidding me? What are the you hell? freaking are you... kidding me? What is that thing next to you? Is it attacking you? Do you need help? No, that's Biggs. You were attacking us. How am I attacking you? Midas kind of goes to this, goes to the side and hits a button, and the alarms turn off. And goes, <laughs> I guess there isn't a door, so you made one. I, you know, I just go places. All right, I just, I have this little key, and it sends me places. You know, it's it's like school. They give you a task, and then you do them, and you don't question too much what they mean. Um, okay, just that's like really weird. Hi, uh, Danny. Oh man, that's funny. And so we can actually go to Danny, and Danny, you're in your quiet space, and you look out, and and the lake hasn't gotten any bigger. It's still about the same size. You now look at yourself, and you look at and in the lava, and you see the molten of your eyes, and you see this sort of somehow this. Your arm isn't the glove that it was outside, but it is like uh, Fire Danny's arm. It's this mottled pattern of of, cra- of of craggy, almost rocky skin with these veins of magma running up it. And your and it hands feels powerful. These. It feels powerful. It does right? feel powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got it. And yeah, you're sort of you have, but it's just that one arm. The rest of you is regular Danny, and it feels it feels good. Um, and as you're sort of standing there, you see a familiar figure sort of raise out of the lake, and uh, it looks at you, and then looks at your hand, and smiles, and moves, and actually takes your hand, and sort of clasps it and shakes it, and is just, it looks to be very jovial. Um, it lets go and then sort of like backs off for a second, but is is smiling, um, and sort of steps off and uh, and sort of sits down and puts his feet in the magma. And seeing your arm, he kind of like looks at you apprehensively and then sort of stands up and scratches his chin a little bit. He sort of motions the arm and sort of kind of moves his hand across the rest of his body and you realize that like your hand is very reminiscent of his his hand they look very similar is uh, do i get the sense that he's he wants me to mimic him you're not sure 
what would you like to do? So, so you know, I think that uh, uh, Danny definitely picks up on the fact that he now has like some sort of power within his control, or you know, like could possibly have some sort of power, you know, within his control, and and there's something there's something different about it that doesn't scare him. Instead, it it makes him feel, you know more confident or makes him feel like he can, he can, uh, I don't know, defend himself. You know what I mean? Like, like he basically imagine, imagine someone who, (laughs) a character in a movie who has been running from the bad guy the whole time suddenly comes across like some, you know, weapons cache and, you know, they turn around and they're totally decked out. Right. Like that's, that's the feeling that Danny feels right now. Yep. I'm kind of picturing like Spider-Man, like in the like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, where he first gets bitten and he tries to, and Flash tries to fight him. Yes, yeah, I had to, I had to think back, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's, I think that's exactly the the same thing that I'm feeling as well. Yeah. And so, so he he, okay, yeah. What's Danny good. doing? So so I feel like Danny Danny see you know Danny's looking looking at his hand, looking at the uh, the the magma version of himself, and I feel like he the magma version kind of like looks past him and Danny realizes that he's looking behind him and Danny turns around and you know, Danny's quiet place is all these different forest trees, you know, the different trees that you would see in the forest, but they're all lined up perfectly. And there, as he turns around, there's one tree that is not lined up with the rest of them. It's completely out of, you know, out of sync. And, uh, and Danny just has like an instinctual moment where he knows what to do with it, and he uses his claw to just strike down this tree, just chop it down and burn it down. Interesting. Uh, the figure watches you do this and sort of like takes a step back and looks at Danny and sort of walks over and gently sort of like rests a hand on his uh, on his sort of molten arm and uh, looks at the tree and sort of moves out and like gently sort of kind of where the the rest of the stump was kind of burns that away and sort of takes your hand and walks back towards the lake and then starts to step into the lake like he's wading in and he like looks at you and sort of nods his head to follow him and i think yeah i mean i think uh uh everything everything seems to be going in a certain direction right like like logically to the point where i think danny would maybe pause for like a split second but then take that step you know take that step into the 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 lava lake and you step into it and it's you have the moment of of pure horror where you think you're going to burn um and it's just it's it's hot for a second but then it's like it's like bath water and you you very quickly sort of adjust to the heat um and now it's this sort of this ambient flowing warmth around your foot and you feel that power grow in your in 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 you actually watch as like the magma slowly starts to kind of like almost like flow up your your leg a little bit and so it's kind of like about 
mid, about up, like sort of your upper calf, even though you've only stepped in about halfway up your calf. So it's it's slowly starting to try and cover you, but it's sort of stuck there. And he looks and sort of motions for you to to take another step. The fact that it's the fact that it's like kind of coming up his leg is it worrying? Is it like worrying, or or is there some degree of comfort with it? Does it feel familiar? There's, the the heat is the heat is always comforting. The heat is always comforting. And while you haven't had it move up, move like towards you or touch it before, it doesn't feel bad. It feels warm and good. It feels like the the it feels like how your arm feels right now. So so there is a sense of familiarity there. Okay. Um, yeah. So and if, you you have you have the distinctive sense of like when when the power was released from Midas and it flew back into you. And sort of your power coalesced inside you, you feel that you feel this magma and this heat, and it feels like your sort of heat cloud, but concentrated to an an extreme amount. Okay, yeah. So if if there's a certain sense of familiarity there, uh, he would take it. He would take another step, and he would keep going. If it makes sense to allow himself to be completely engulfed, he would. And all right, you keep going, and and you, you have this moment. And outside, you guys are sort of sort of talking, and and you see Danny sort of staring off. Um, and you watch as his leg, sort of bursts into fire, and and these spirals come up. But as he starts to slowly but surely, from the, the sort of waist up, turn into fire, Danny. Um, and he he goes and and Danny on inside your quiet space you finally take that last step down into the liquid and you hold your breath for as long as you can you and you let it go and then you breathe in and you feel like you're getting a breath for the first time you feel this energy and power fill your body that you've never experienced before as you guys watch fire danny sort of go completely fire Danny um, but he's still standing still there's no sort of issue and Danny you're in there in the in the space and you're slowly breathing in and you look and you see the figure in front of you and he he moves and he grabs you and he pulls you in a hug and where his touch had been sort of hot before and, and burning it's now feels like normal it feels like that and he looks at you and he goes Danny Danny it's me I've been here, Danny. Dad? It's your dad. Yeah, it's your dad. It's me. Um, and this figure like squeezes Danny tight. Um, you you doesn't feel painful just because you're you know surging with all this this energy, but you feel the the pressure and this this hug of of pure happiness coming from this figure. Danny, it's been so it's been so long. I, I, I have so many things I've, I've wanted to say. Um, and you see his face sort of crack into a smile and, and shift, and you realize that the figure that you thought was you the whole time, the sort of fiery aspect of yourself, sort of turns into a, a, a slightly taller, a little more paunchy, sort of built 
man, you could even see like the little cracks in his, in his uh, on his on his cheeks from his smile lines as this face of probably at this early thirties man forms on this this humanoid as he slowly changes and goes. <laughs> it's good to to finally meet you. You, you too. Me too. Uh, I'm I'm happy too. It's a lot, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, how's your mom? She's in another dimension. Oh well, if you got into one, uh, you can get out of it. Well, you'll figure out something. Uh, okay. I hope so. I wish I had more, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, I know parents are supposed to have a lot of answers, but that's one that I don't quite... I don't quite know. Um. Okay. Oh. I... Uh, you did it. You, you, do you get it now? Do you understand how, how it works? No, but I like the warmth, and... It, I... I never, I never noticed. I never noticed before. I never noticed the hot spot in my quiet and in my quiet place. I like to go here. I like to go here because the world, the world is too much sometimes, and it's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes I like. I just like to go somewhere where I know where everything is supposed to be, and and this. This this lava lake. I can tell it's it's where it's supposed to be, and I like that. And I'm gonna come back to visit a lot. I think. I I would like that a lot. Um. Do you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I I'm I'm the one that made the lake. I I found a little. A little nugget of this and I I hope it hasn't been a lot for you but I'm I cord I, I gave a, a little bit to, to to grow it a little bit um, but you you've done you've done all of this this is all you yes or it's it it feels like it's always been here you feel it feels like you've you've always been here I don't know you I don't know you but You've you've no. always been here. I've tried. I'm sorry it, it took so long. Um I didn't I didn't mean for it to for this sort of thing to happen. Um but you figured it out. I I, I you you got it. You got it. And now you know you can you can do this now. You know that, right? This is your power. You can use it. I don't know what this is. I'm in I'm I'm in my quiet place and what what's going on what's going on outside of my quiet place uh here uh well how how about this focus on focus on the TV think about looking through the TV imagine imagine it take your take this Take the, the, the magma and turn it into that TV. 
So I'm 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 picturing that uh, some of the magma like slowly. Yeah, make me a weird check. I got a ten. Oh, perfect! It happens. You you watch as you sort of this magma sort of coalesces and and this sort of ember ember essence screen sort of glows orange and then gets hotter and hotter and hotter and glows blue and then white and then you see it and you're looking and you're it's almost like you're watching what's going out of your eyes and you see Lucas and Dottie they're sort of looking at you a little funky uh Midas is sketching uh so what now that Lucas has gone fire Lucas what are you guys doing he's still not moving he's still just sort of sitting there fire Danny uh I think Lucas is like oh shit oh shit not again uh okay uh everybody stand back uh uh, Should okay. we get like a a uh, fire extinguisher or something? Maybe I I become a titan titan form just to like protect everyone and like make my forearms uh like harden chitness and I'm like gr- uh, gr- Grunkle just stand back Grandpa gr- Great Uncle whatever <laughs> Midas uh, he he can get real real toasty in here. Hey Lucas, when I said. What do you do? This would be a good one to mention. I was, I was going to tell you, okay, but I was... We interrupted with <laughs> Fire Danny. So, yeah, you kind of watch as Lucas turns to that, and they're all just... They're not doing anything. They're just kind of looking at you. Um, and he goes, It's all about the idea. Just picture what you want to do, and the power will do it for you. This is Danny's dad saying that to him? Yep. So I think uh, we see in this like you know magma pool, um, we see Danny close his eyes, and and it cuts it cuts out to you know Danny's you know actual body uh, engulfed in these flames, and his head kind of cocks to 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 towards you know everybody else. Uh, I imagine they're kind of you know off to his left, so his head kind of cocks, and uh, he's got. I imagine just kind of glowing red eyes, right? And uh, yep, there's this sort of white, white magma, like molten silver. And he just he, he kind of cocks his head to them, and he says, um, "Sup, guys." Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.